Welcome to the Emotioneering Podcast with me, Melissa Curran, founder and CEO of the Modern Mind Group. We're dedicated to improving your people skills so that you can have better relationships with others for a much more fulfilling life or career. People skills are not just a nice to have, they're a have to have. So when it comes to organizations as well, this really does impact the workplace and the results that you'll get from that. We're going to be delving into topics such as emotional intelligence, communication, leadership, workplace well-being, mental health, culture, and performance. I'm going to be answering your questions on all of these topics and sharing some insights from my career to help you move forward and definitely emotioneer a modern mindset. Make sure that you subscribe to our YouTube channel or on the Facebook page as well as LinkedIn. We look forward to connecting with you there. Today, my guest is Alex Chisnell. He is the podpreneur. And what that means is that he's helping other people to really elevate themselves in the audio world within podcast. And he also has his own amazing podcast show that has been number one. And he's helping other people to do the same. And his podcast show is Screw It, Just Do It. I wanted to speak to Alex today and have him here because he has a world of experience when it comes to broadcasting, audio, and now the content space and this audio space that many people are in. And we know that many people are challenged to find a way to move into that space, that something's holding them back. Is it the tech side? Is it how they feel when they, how they come across in sound? Uh, So Alex... Welcome to the show. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. Thank you for asking me. You're welcome. And we also have a couple of things in common, aside from loving the art of broadcasting and audio, is that I know that you've mentioned Gary Vaynerchuk quite a few times on one of your recent podcasts that was about content. Absolutely love him. Uh, Hope to meet him one day. Uh, Absolutely love that we love that. Uh, Paddleboarding and the sea. I know you love surfing. I was out there last night. Yeah, I was out paddleboarding last night. Gary V, I got as close as his PA and I never got, uh, yeah. One of the handful, I would say probably five people who I haven't landed. uh, But it's it's not a no, so. It's a maybe, it's a one day. Right. Exactly. Uh, But anyway, coming back to broadcasting, you know, many people will say, oh, they've got, oh, they've just got a voice I can listen to all day or, oh, they've got a voice for radio. You know, it's this quality of the sound, which is so important and also how you kind of navigate around the tech, right? So, I mean, tell us a little bit more about yourself and how Podpreneur started. Yeah, I guess it's probably only now that we're on these other platforms that we're talking about that, you know, the audio is becoming... I mean, it's always been there. Clearly, you know, radio has been around for a very, very long time. And that's how I started out. I literally started out like many broadcasters in hospital radio. And in the the UK, there was never any other option to get into the the audio space. It was through hospital radio. And then, you know, you've you've got the BBC channels and then the commercial channels, I think, came in like the 1960s in in the UK. So for me, it was literally at um, hospital radio in Bath, where I went to uni. Uh, then in Cardiff um, at the the, the, mate, the hospital there at Heath um, that probably everybody will know. Um, and I had, had my own show on there, which was called Don't Believe the Hype, which um, was great. You know, I was, I was only, I don't know, um, late teens, early 20s. And I was getting I was literally covering like the latest films and music releases. So I just used to get invited 
with all of these, I would, I would say, proper journalists. I'd be sat there, you know, watching a film before it was actually released to the public or listening to an album before it was released to the public. And um, I guess that really, you know, drew me in. And that led to me to then joining BBC Radio Wales in, in Cardiff. Um, and then I took a very random detour via Virgin Atlantic, um, which I said I was going to, and I've always loved travel. When I was at uni, I used to go to America and coach um, kids uh, over there, like tennis and, and football and stuff and canoeing. And um, very circuitous route. I said I'd go and do it for two years because I've always had this travel bug and I was actually brought up in Canada as well. Ultimately, that travel bug was there. So I said I'd go and travel for, you know, join Virgin to see the world for free, essentially for two years and two years. Everybody apparently says two years and that turned into 16 and a half years. Met my wife, my girlfriend, now wife, mother of my children there um, on a flight to LA. Um, and um, yeah, ultimately drew me back in many years later, then working for Virgin Startup, another Virgin brand, Richard Branson's not-for-profit, which helps entrepreneurs get funding and mentoring. And it was through them that I, I, whilst I was working with them that I started listening to podcasts. And it was a podcast called um, How I Built This by NPR, hosted by a guy called Guy Raz. And I used to love hearing these stories. Every Monday, I literally couldn't sleep on a Sunday because I was so looking forward to listening to this podcast on my commute in from Poole into Bournemouth, which is only, you know, half an hour or 20 minutes or whatever. And I just used to wake up and the first thing I would do was check my um my apple podcast app to see what new episode had, had dropped and it was the stories of you know people who created you know amazing businesses you know fantastic business you know like an airbnb or a patagonia or um uh, uber you know just amazing stories but um i ultimately thought not necessarily that i could do it better but i just thought there was a gap there to do interview entrepreneurs who were still in the trenches who were still um, you know, learning those lessons that we were all learning so that I could actually relate to those people and my audience could relate to them. Because I found quite often with how I built this, the people that they interviewed had retired 20 years ago before there was even an internet or before there was even social media. And I thought, yeah, you know, some business lessons are, are, are timeless, but ultimately, um, you know, not all are, are necessarily relevant to, to running a business in this modern age. So I originally started off to launch a podcast for Virgin and it just became such a tortuous process with all the red tape that comes with working for a big organization that I just decided to ultimately um, screw it, just do it. Hence the name of the podcast and a bit of a nod to my former boss uh, in, in Richard um, and decided just to launch it myself. Um, and again, you, you know, you kind of hark back to that you know, people never taking the step to do it. Well, I recorded my interviews in the January of 2017. I didn't release them till the May, you know, and I literally did what many people do um, and just prevaricate uh, about actually launching the podcast. So um, ultimately I did that and people just kept asking me for their, for my advice when it comes to launching their own podcast. So I literally started with a workshop, physical workshop in Bournemouth at the, um, at my offices. And uh, that then ultimately led to me um, opening an agency and deciding to go, do you know what, let's just do it for you. Let me, let me, let me actually tell you how to do it. And you pay me for, for that advice. And then it was like, right, actually get a producer to edit and produce it. And, and so it's continued. So yeah, we're a couple of years in on that journey, but ultimately I've been in audio. Jesus. Yeah. Three decades, I guess, which is pretty scary, but uh, yeah. And, and still looking young. It must be the Welsh genes. <laughs> Swimming in the sea, apparently, uh, is good for the skin. Yeah. 
<laughs> the Wim Hof and all that. We won't yeah. go into that because, again, we'll be on here for Another uh, podcast. <laughs> yeah, another episode. <laughs> the fact you had to give a bit of a nod to Richard Branson went off. Screw it, just do it. Got on with it. And look at where you are now, you know, over 350 episodes, Alex. You know, I've listened to the beginning one. The quality of, of the voice and what you're doing is there from the beginning to, to where it is now. How you've evolved that, uh, you can see the evolution from the mm. beginning to, to where it is. And that's what it's really about for me, especially on the Emotioneering podcast. You know, and what we're talking about is that journey of where it begins and how you feel to, to where you are now sort of thing. And and beyond right how, do, how does that feel to you when you're actually in the moment um it's it's funny because sabrina who i as you know co-host um whenever she's there the um the show we have over on um on clubhouse said to me um only la was it wednesday yeah a couple of nights ago and we decided to make the episode about podcasting because we want to put a kind of positioning piece for each of us on this new podcast that we're launching. And she was like, it's really interesting. She goes, your energy, your eyes literally light up as soon as you start talking about that subject compared to like what we've been talking about previously, which I can't remember what it was, but she goes, just the, the difference in your, your energy and you can just literally just see it in your, in your face, the difference. So, um, I notice that and especially those interviews that you have that you you literally feel that you could just keep going like when I interviewed Don McGregor Stephen Bartlett's co-founder at Social Chain he said to me I feel like I've known you for years and I just said it was really nice that you said that but without you know blowing smoke up you I feel the same way it feels like I've known you for years it was just one of those conversations and I guess it's just that emotion that you 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 get when you you find something in common or you find something really really interesting that I I can literally feel a bit like swimming in the morning or having like a, I always you know um kind of compare that to having like a quadruple espresso because it just fires me up for the day and it's the same as if I do you know an interview with with, with somebody like that it just it just fires me up um you can just feel the the adrenaline going clearly like my, my eyes light up I get super passionate about it so um there are there are still ones that I get a little bit anxious and nervy for and I mentioned earlier you know on, on a platform we were just on together the Lewis Howes one that was probably the most nervous that I'd ever been. And I think because it was from America and I was, you know, it wasn't just like a physical interview. It was, you know, and, and the tech wasn't, I think the first thing he said to said to me was, um, the signal isn't very good. Can you go somewhere else? And immediately I'm like running around the house with a laptop in my arms, just panicking, you know, but now, I mean, that was quite early on now. There's not much I would say that would probably phase me. And I'm more often not, it's, it's just like the enthusiasm and the adrenaline and, and the passion, I guess. Yeah. Why do you think, well, I mean, aside from that, why do you think people find it so hard to move into this space? I think definitely the tech is something that is a barrier to entry, but it needn't be because you can literally start, you know, with the phone you've already got and the headphones that came with the phone. And then you could even download, you know, one of the free apps from the app store to actually use a, a recorder on there to actually record that conversation. Or you do what we do, just jump on a Zoom and record that conversation. And then, you know, you can improve things. You can get, you know, a microphone plugs into your phone or if you're doing interviews in person that, you know, clip onto your shirt, you know, all these kinds of things. But it's funny, definitely the tech, but I think more than that, it's it's um, it's the mindset of, of of people doing it. It's it's the voice in their head. It's the it's the inner chimp, you know, whatever you want to call it, um, that's that's holding people back. And you know, I've I've had that articulated to me, 
in the very first workshop that I did. And it was interesting because I think there was either 10 or 12 people in there and 85, 90% of them were female. And as it transpired, and one of them, the one who actually voiced it actually used to work for me. And she just, she literally said, Alex, you don't know what it's like as a, as a woman to come back from having a baby to having to pick up a job again. Your confidence just isn't there just isn't there you find like you're trying to reinvent yourself so she goes trying to do something like this I really find that it's empowering me to find my voice again and find my inner confidence again I, I found that fascinating really really interesting so I think it's just that voice in our head that goes and I've heard this from everybody literally going like you know I don't even like my own voice or what do people think I've got an accent you know I've got a brummy accent I've got a scouse accent I go that for me you know flip it on its head and go yeah but that's what makes each of us unique and none of our accents sound the same as somebody else's. All of our voices sound completely different. So, you know, use that to your advantage and embrace that. And for me, it's, you know, 99% is literally just get out of your own way and do it. And if doing a podcast makes you feel, you know, the butterflies in the stomach makes you feel nauseous, brilliant. You, you need to walk into that and, and embrace that. Um, I, was, I was literally watching a documentary on TV last night about one of my favorite bands, Metallica. And, um, they, they went to a psychologist because the band was breaking up when they were recording this, this album. They'd been together like 20 years at the time. And, and that's exactly what, what, you know, he said to them, um, you know, to have these conversations amongst them was just get out of your own way. If you're feeling nervous about this process, about this new album and what people think about you, et cetera, um, you know, reads that kind of crux in their, um, in, in their history. He was like, you know, feel, feel that fear and walk right into it. Cause you know, the other side of that good things are going to happen. And I guess it's only once you've done that and you know that, and I know that to be true myself, probably more so in the last two years than any other time in my life. Um, then I think the more those things kind of crop up, the more you will embrace them. But I, I get it. It's tricky if you, if you haven't done that, if every time you felt nervous or anxious about doing something new, whether it's going to a class for the first time or joining a new school or a new job that you kind of back away and sit back on the sofa and just go to where the comfort lies. So, you know, the emotion here in Triangle and the audience would have heard me talk about this many times. Fear is a reaction. Courage is a decision and confidence is the outcome courage is what's taken us to where we want to go the the confidence will end up being there through that experience that we're going through and it's a, a lot of the time and you talked about being a coach and obviously in the sporting world and background as well um and, and what you did with the kids years ago it's it's we're encouraging them and really supporting them to get to that point and i i think that's important to note that what you're doing with podpreneur and what you're doing with the people to launch their podcast as an agency is you're really giving them that courage as well as the experience to just back them up. They're, they're getting there because of your help. And I think that's that's absolutely amazing. Um, why is broadcasting different? You know, they, you could use video, you can go on YouTube, you can, I don't know, put yourself live on LinkedIn and all these things you can do these days. But what is broadcasting? Why is it different and why is it special to you? It's interesting, you know, one of the clients we literally just started working with last week, last Friday, literally exactly a week ago, she, she's introduced this term, and I don't know if anyone's used it before, called broader casting. And she goes, this is what I'm calling it. We're literally going to be recording a podcast, but we're going to be doing it. And it's what I've done now for the last three weeks, funnily enough, I said, sorry, I'm already doing it. And I didn't know that's what it was called. But it's literally, you know, going live on, you know, like a visual platform like this, um, like, a, like a Zoom 
um, streaming it onto social media like you know YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, then streaming the audio into Clubhouse and hosting a live room there, and then recording the audio to then repurpose as a podcast. And I was like, I like the name you've come up with, broadcasting. But I said, I hate to break it to you, people are already doing it. But it is it it is broadcasting. But it, but it, let's strip it back. You know, we are repurposing content. It's sensible to do in the yeah. world, right? When I was a kid, my mum sent me on elocution lessons my mum was into performing arts I didn't have any sort of speech impediment or anything like that so maybe it was kind of back then it was more about she wanted me to have that courage and confidence right but then what happened was I fell in love with the radio and <clears throat> don't say anything started recording you know the chart shows and things like that started then ringing up you know when there was phone-ins but there's something special that is just about the voice you know to those people that are listening now and what do you what do you think that is yeah for me it's something I've I've realized, I guess, over time, like my podcast is, yeah, I've had it for over four years and I guess I've been listening to podcasts for maybe five or six years, you know, not that long, I suppose, compared to some people. But what I've realized is that there's, there's a real intimate relationship that you form with the host or hosts of that show. And when you think about it, it's kind of like, well, it's no surprise really, is it? If you, if you're going for a, a walk or a, or a run or, or you're working out, whatever, and you've got, you know, got a set of these on your ears or, you, or you've actually got a pair of AirPods in your ears, there literally is a voice in your head. And the more you, I think, become a regular listener to each particular show that you listen to, be that radio, be that a podcast, the more you, you feel you get to know that person or the, the more you feel you actually know that person. And I remember actually being at a live event in Manchester that um, I was, uh, I was hosting for Virgin startup with Virgin money and people actually coming up to me and then saying, Oh, are you the, you the host of screw it? Just do a podcast. I was like, yeah, I like, oh, listen to your podcast. Look, and they'd like show me their phone and they've got my, my podcast on there. And I was just like, that. Whoa, that's crazy. And they'd be like, how's your mum, by the way? And I'd be like that. Hey, uh, huh? my mum. They're like, yeah, you said last week she just had to go into hospital and da, da, da. <laughs> just like that. Wow, okay, you really do. You know, I am actually, you know, and I think the more, the more you embrace it and the more confident you become, the more about your life you, you, you share as a host, I find. Um, and people will remember that and people will genuinely be interested. And... I think that forms that, you know, really um, intimate and quite intense, you know, relationship. And I think that's what's different. You know, it's a voice in your head. You're not looking at a screen. You're not distracted by doing, you know, a million other things. So for me, I think that's the difference. It, it, it's that relationship with the host of, of that show. And that's why I love the, the platforms that are coming out like clubhouse, like green room, because you can actually engage with your audience in real time, which we've never been able to do before. What do you love about interviewing people specifically? Good question. So what I love about it is that, uh, I mean, for me, I, I compare it to getting the equivalent of a 250 grand Harvard MBA, because I literally have just picked those people who um, I've admired and wondered, have they done that? So like a Ted Baker founder, uh, Ray Kelvin, or like a Holly Tucker from Not on the High Street, or Piers Lenny from Dragon's Den, I'm just, you know, just asking those questions. So how did you do that to get to where you are now? You know, how did you start? And for me, it's just been 
improving my own knowledge as a, you know, as an entrepreneur and a business owner myself has been huge. And then, you know, more so, you know, now actually asking people again, who've been doing podcasting longer than I have or delving into other areas of kind of, you know, broaden the theme of my podcast to not just entrepreneurship business, but okay. So now I'm really interested in finding out those who really exhibit a screw it, just do an attitude to sports or interviewed Guthrie Steenkamp, former rugby world cup with, with South Africa, I interviewed James Haskell, former uh, England and British Lion rugby player. Um, I've just interviewed a couple of musicians recently who unbeknown to me, I've been listening to their music for like 15, 20 years and like my favorite DJs, but they were like, they'd written the track, but they didn't sing on it type thing. So just kind of peeling back those layers and finding out, you know, why, you know, what motivates you to do what you do. And it's just improved my knowledge and not realizing it at the time, but knowing it now, it has just, you know, made my network unbelievable that if, you know, if I needed to, that I could on speed dial, I could phone up like a Piers Lenny from, from Dragon's Den. We were, we were on the phone last night chatting about something. Uh, Alan Barrett from Grenade, who just sold his, you know, business for 250 million. I was chatting to, to, to Al. We're going to do a podcast together because he's never talked about selling it to Cadbury yet. And he said, I'd like to do it with, with just with you and Rob Moore's podcast. So things like that to call up someone said, look, I'm thinking of selling my business. You sold yours to Cadbury for 250 million. What would your advice be? I mean, you, you, you can't put a figure on that, you know, and I've, yeah. you know, it, it's, I love that for me. It's been, it's, it's the knowledge that I've learned, but it's become more than that. It's been the relationships formed off the back of it, which is why I'd encourage anyone to, you know, start a podcast or start a vlog or, or write a blog, you know, whatever it is, you know, just express yourself in, in, in one medium and, you know, definitely, I think some people just do solo episodes, but I, I'd encourage everyone to have guests at some point because it's just amazing for relationship building. Give us your top three technophobe tips that, you know, for anyone out there wanting to start, and you, you did touch on it a little bit earlier, but your top three, they're technophobes. They don't really know much about what they're doing. What would they be? Um, top three tips for a technophobe. Um, so for me, it's... It, you know, those barriers that stop people from podcasting, I would just say, try. So practice it. So literally, um, as I alluded to earlier, you can go to the app store and just, just Google recording apps and just get, get used to the sound of your, of your own voice. That's one thing I would say for people to do, because that is a massive barrier, which was unknown to me at the time. You know, I'd, I'd never suffered from that. So I think just, just, you know, download, go, go to the app store on your, on your phone, literally download one of the recording apps that you just put into a search recording um, and record your own voice and just get used to that. Don't go to the other extreme as somebody who messaged me last night asking for advice. And they said, we'd recorded, we've done 20 practice episodes and I've got another 30 lined up. Have you got any advice? And I went, stop practicing and get it live. I said, I don't mean to be rude, but that's my advice. You ask for it, I'm giving it to you. You don't need 50 practice episodes for crying out loud. And repurposing, we mentioned earlier, again, to jump on a Zoom with a friend or a couple of friends and just chat about something you're passionate about and record it again and get used to seeing, again, something I've always shied away from is video. But again, I know that I need to embrace that and get over it. So that's what I've been doing. So again, try it on a video platform, get used to doing that because you can then, you know, repurpose that content. And a third tip I would say would be definitely enhance the quality of your audio, um, which is going to mean you're in the top 10% 
of people out there doing it anyway. Because if you've got a choice to listen to a podcast on the same topic and one's, one's got great audio and one's got crap audio, which one are you going to you know, stay with? You're going to go stay with the one that's got good audio. So just buy yourself a real you know, entry-level mic. I think the first one I bought was actually a combined one. It was like a headset with a mic attached to it. It was literally $25. USB plugged straight into my computer. And it just improved the audio and it made me look relatively professional when I was literally interviewing like a Lewis Howes or a Ray Kelvin, somebody like that. Cause I was seriously punching above my weight to start with, but if you don't ask, you don't get, yeah. And that'll be a fourth bonus tip. Just ask. You'll be amazed at who said yes. Like Piers Lenny, one message on LinkedIn messaged me back within a couple of hours and it was done deal, you know? Yeah. You so go. you'd and be amazed how you're here today right if we don't ask we don't get so there you go and you often like you said earlier you have to be persistent and um i the amount of people who haven't followed up with me and i kind of wish they were but just because we're all busy we've all got stuff going on if it doesn't get to your you know it doesn't get your attention and like you say it's, it's not a no until somebody actually tells you a no so just keep asking be What's the word I'm looking for? Intentional. Yeah, be intentional. intentional yeah. Know? Who would be your dream guest, Alex, if you were to have them on your podcast? I know you, and that's that's not at the detriment of anyone that you've already had because no, no. you've had some brilliant ones, but like just someone today. I'll give you two actually because one's really obvious. People always say this to me. Surely you'd want Richard Branson because you used to work for him. And yeah, I, I worked, you know, for Virgin, for Richard for over 20 years in, in, in total. Um, but I actually got him on a video when I when I did a live event in Bournemouth, which was with Ray Kelvin, Ted Baker founder. And I knew that Richard and Ray knew each other. And I also knew the DJ on Necker Island. <laughs> um, so I got in. He said, I see Richard every day. I literally have to talk him through what music I'm playing that night, what bands I have, which amazed me, that kind of detail. But he, he's got guests on the island. He wants to know what, what's happening. How's the guests going to be entertained? So... Um, anyway, I managed to get Richard on a video that he WhatsApp me that I then put on the big screen of him asking the first question to the event and Ray didn't know who's going to ask the question. So I could say I kind of had Richard, um, but for me, it's a guy called Andy Frizzella that many people may not know. Um, the brand called First Form, which is um, like a supplement protein company in the US, but he's the founder of something called 75 Hard. You can Google it and it's basically a mental toughness resilience program that, that I did. I've done twice now. Um, that is, well, yeah, it was life changing for me. It led me to then go and run a first ever marathon and led me into a love of running and cold water swimming and lots of these other things that have become an integral part of my life. And he's, um, yeah, he's responsible for that. So I'd, I'd love to, I'd love to get him on and kind of peel beneath the layers and yeah, find out the secret to his success. Cause he runs a $300 million you know, supplement brand. So he's a successful businessman in his own right. He's like six foot tall and almost six foot wide. Guy. Quite intimidating when you look at him uh, <laughs> and he knows that. <laughs> Absolutely. But what an incredible guest that would be. And there's a lot of people that want to do the 75 hard and I'm, I'm not going to go into that now, but what a challenge it is. Another it is, podcast. It, yeah. Is, is quite intense. It is another part. There we go. See, he's saying yes to me, guys. Uh, we'll <laughs> I like it. How can people reach you, Alex? How can they get involved? Yeah, easier. So website is podpreneur.co.uk and that's for all podcast related, podcastery related stuff. Um, and then I spend most of my time these days, as you know, on something called Clubhouse, where um, I'm at podpreneur, which again is the name of the business. But DMs and stuff um, are Instagram, which is Alex Chisnell underscore. 
before we finish up, just to say that I now have a new dream. It's you, me, and my, <laughs> where's this going? And my where's brother, <laughs> Pam Alden, ah. with Richard Branson, recording <laughs> a podcast on Necker Island. Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> uh, I will be. <laughs> it's been absolutely incredible to have you here, Alex. Thank you so much. Yeah, more than welcome. Really enjoyed it. Uh, thank you for your time. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Emotioneering podcast with me, Melissa Curran, today. It's been great. Remember to subscribe to Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, or all three. You can also come to the website, modernmindgroup.com, where you can subscribe there, stay in contact, and let us know what you really think. Give us the feedback. This is going to get better by knowing what you think. Uh, Has this given you food for thought? Has it helped you change something? What has it inspired? Let us know, because that's why we're doing it. It's all about the people, people, people. (laughs) Have a great day and ciao for now.